Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. I just can blend into the people in a city and walk through the city, explore the city. And if I see something, it's worth taking a picture. And I just pull out my iPhone, take the picture, and I'm done. This is Photo Country. The podcast where we talk to photographers, both professional and enthusiasts around the world. And I'm your host, Rajiv. This is the full version of the radio show that I do on Crescendo FM. You can catch my show every Friday, 12 to 1 p.m. on 87.8 FM if you are in Avondale, Auckland area. If not, you can get it on iHeartRadio app. That is Chris Fickner, aka No Camera Bag, the artist that I hold as the benchmark for mobile photography. He's a travel photographer and educator using just the iPhone. He loves shooting abandoned places and has even traveled to Chernobyl. By now, I'm sure you must have guessed why he goes by the moniker No Camera Bag. Hi, Chris. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for your time. This is a fanboy moment for for me because your website has, has been the focal point for many times when I you know, when was preparing for my courses. So it's been like a blueprint for my mobile photography workshops. I'm super thrilled to have you on my podcast as a guest. Okay, thanks again for having me and for the invitation to be on your show to today. So for the first question, why do you call your website No Camera Bag? I call it No Camera Bag because that's one of the major reasons why I switched to iPhone photography. It happened sometime in 2012 during a trip to Las Vegas. And you know, I had this big bulky camera bag with me with the DSLR, the lenses, the flashlight and everything. Back then I also used my iPhone to take snapshots and one evening I sat in the hotel and I, I downloaded the photos from the DSLR to the notebook and then I had a look at the photos I took with iPhone and so I said they're pretty okay and that was an iPhone 4 back at that time and so I just decided to give it a try and to yeah to leave my DSLR and the camera back in the hotel room and just go through Las Vegas and take photos with no camera bag and just my iPhone. And that is mainly the, the reason why I call my website no camera bag, because you have it all in your pocket. You have a camera, you have a device that you can look at your photos, you have a device where you can edit your photos on. So you don't need a camera bag anymore. That's interesting. What's been the difference between before using the DSLR and using the phone? And what's been the reaction to the photos that you've been taking? People Do people recognize that you took it on the phone? <laughs> well, the main difference is actually that by using an iPhone, I can now travel light. I just need a, a backpack with the things I need for staying somewhere for a few days. And so when I go around in a city and uh, take photos, I don't have this heavy DSLR dangling from my neck. Having a big backpack that makes me feel like I'm a packing mule or something like like that. I just can blend into the people in a city and walk through the city, explore the city. And if I see something, it's worth taking a picture. And I just pull out my iPhone, take the picture, 
and I'm done. So this is actually the main difference. I don't have to carry so many things around. And uh, regarding your second question, at the beginning, it was sort of obvious for some photos that they were taken on an iPhone. But as the iPhones grew better and better, and now we have the iPhone 12 Pro Max that shoots Pro Raw, so you can take raw photos, you can process them with Lightroom on your on your smartphone. And it reminds me of a funny moment during a, a training I gave in 2013. It was together with a professional phot photographer. And back then I showed the audience four photos. And I asked them if they could distinguish between the photos that were taken with an iPhone and the ones that were taken with a DSLR. And they said, yeah, this and that photo is a DSLR and this and that is a photo taken with an iPhone. And then I told them, okay, all four were taken with an iPhone. So you can see that... By just looking at the photo, it may be hard to judge if it's taken with an iPhone or not. Of course, if you do some pixel peeping by zooming in, you may be able to, to see it. The other question I wanted to ask is, has the phone replaced your normal camera in your profession? Have you used photographs taken on your phone to replace photographs taken on the DSLR? How does that work? It's difficult to answer the question because before I turned to iPhone photography, I worked as a concert and event photographer. And later I turned to travel photography. And just in terms of if the phone has completely replaced my DSLR, then the question is definitely yes. So it was a really um, a hard cut, <laughs> uh, if you know what I mean. So when I returned from that trip in Las Vegas, I kept the DSLR for a few more months just to be sure in case there is a need to go back, but it wasn't. So I sold it by then and since 2012, 2013, I'm using an iPhone only and I never looked back. I never regretted that decision. I have a few photos sold. I have a few photos that are used on or published in uh, magazines and so basically yes the iphone has completely replaced my dsl dslr so how do you use it what is your current job that you do yep my professional capacity here or my professional journey here is that I try to demonstrate what's possible using an iPhone and to try to teach people how to use an iPhone. So I made basically the switch from a concert and event photographer trying to teach people how to use that. And yeah, that is the main shift that I did. I do get occasionally some questions if I can shoot this or can shoot that, some of which I decline because it's just not my kind kind of photography photography for example i don't do i don't do portraits i miss i'm into travel photography i get occasionally questions if people can use this or that photo or if they can license license it so that is the direction i'm going i'm going here but the main job the main profession here is to help people to use the iphone as a camera to teach them what's possible to show them what's possible and yeah to help them to yeah travel light and take great photos with iphone great great sounds like a plan yeah <laughs> right just continuing on the same thought process generally if i look at all the workshops that people do the phone is not taken that seriously as a legit creative device i think there's a lot of power jam-packed into a small device in your palm and uh, there's a lot of advantages with having a phone because number one everybody is so used to people taking photographs on the phone so if you whip out the phone they're not like intimidated mm -hmm. so especially when you go on the streets to take 
street photography. I find that if you're taking something on the phone, nobody bats an eyelid. Yeah. They just ignore you. Yes. Do you think the mobile is a legit creative device and it needs that respect? And do you think that respect is not being given by professional photographers today first of all i definitely think that uh, a smartphone camera is a creative device and as far as i have read there are there were several advertising campaigns in the past that were actually shot on iphone recently i read that even a music video of a pop star was almost completely filmed on iphone so it is definitely a legit device but uh, it's also something new and something different. And I think for a certain kind of people, it is something that they have to to dig into, to to deal to deal with. Because you you will use it differently. It may be that it makes you feel a little uncomfortable if you were used to using a DSLR. But it's definitely worth having a look at it. And especially if you have a look at the iPhone photography community, there's a big community on Twitter. You have a lot of websites that talk about talk about that a lot of people who share their photos on instagram with the uh, appropriate hashtags so to make it clear that this is a photo that was shot on iphone and uh, second if you have a look at the market of dslrs and point and shoot cameras you can see that it has been in steady decline for almost a decade but the second thing is that though i definitely think the iphone is a legit creative device it may not be the right device for certain jobs so but for many people who like to just take like photos from their vacations take photos for magazines take portrait photos travel photography and all that kind of things i think that the iphone is perfectly suited for many cases yeah i've also read that in many newspapers and magazines the phone has replaced many photographers in fact i've lost their job because the journalists have been given smartphones or iphones so that's a sort of a unintended consequence of this i guess definitely because because anyone can take on great photos or many people can take great photos right now because I think it's also an advantage of the iPhone as a camera because it's truly easy to to use. You don't have to adjust with all the dials and uh, the settings that a professional DSL, DSLR has. Uh, you just point it, you just take it out of your pocket, turn on the camera, take photos. And if you use a third-party camera app, then you can even adjust more few more settings just like a dslr so you can really take great photos using an uh, iphone yeah the next question is uh, i've been interesting to uh, know how you approach photography has your process changed before and after you shifted well uh, the overall process didn't change that much previously my process was to take the photos with the dslr then download them to my uh, notebook then to edit them and then to publish them now i can do that all on one deal device so I, I take the photos with iphone then i process them in in certain ways and i i i have apps that can do the same things like i previously did on my notebook for example, there's Touch Retouch. That's an awesome app for retouching photos. Then, of course, there's Lightroom Mobile. 
where you can do a lot of things that you can do on your computer to adjust the photos. You have selective adjustments. You can do perspective corrections. You can process raw photos that you took with uh, iPhone. And then, for example, there's Photoshop on iPad right now that allows you to do photo compositions. I also use an app called Superimpose. That's also a photo that allows you to work with layers to create photo compositions. And yeah, so... Basically, nothing has changed that much. The process is still the same, just the devices and the software that I use are different. And of course, I can hold it all in the palm of my hand. Yes, it's kind of amazing, right? Everything is just in your pocket. Your entire production, your camera, your computer, everything is in the palm of your hand. Definitely. And that is actually one of the great things about iPhone photography, because recently I published a photo that I took of a certain photo spot here in uh, Vienna. And a few years ago, I needed to wait until I get home. I need to download the photos. I need to, to choose the perfect one that I want to publish. And when I took this photo, I just sat down in on a bench in the shades of a tree. I deleted the photos I didn't want to publish. I quickly edited the photos I wanted to publish. I published it right away and I'm done. So it's also a huge time saver. Can you give us some tips on how you can improve your travel photography? Probably like the top five pointers that you can give to improve travel yeah. photography using the iPhone. The first thing is try to find scenes or places that want to make people go there. So depending if you're in a city or if you're at the beach or something like that, try to find places where you think, wow, that is something I want to show to the world and that makes people want to go there. The second thing is, and that is especially something I do, that is shoot more but keep less. I don't know, you may have experienced it. You see something where you think, wow, that should look good on a photo. Then you take the photo and you see it doesn't look that good. So whenever I'm traveling, I take a lot of photos, but I also delete a lot of them. And that's roughly 90%. So I keep only a few photos that are really edit and that are really then pub publish. The third thing is, if you shoot famous places like the Eiffel Tower in Paris or something like that, that has been photographed like billions of times, try to find different angles. For example, get closer, try to photograph it from the bottom up, skew your camera a little a a little bit or even to the opposite back off a little bit if you shoot in a city try to use the architecture there for example use leading lines use the architecture to frame the main subject so try to find different angles that haven't been taken before i know it's difficult for some places but definitely possible and one thing that i like to do is especially when i'm visiting a city is to get up and out during unusual times so that means really early morning like four to five in the morning also in the middle of the night just be careful not all of the cities are are safe and to take photos at night when people go to work or when they get back to from work so this is also one one thing and the last thing is refers to something you mentioned before because many people are not taken seriously when they shoot with an iphone that gives you actually opportunity to take some photos where it would be otherwise difficult with a dslr so use that to your uh, advantage to take photos from places and uh, produce some great uh, shots for me in the past great all amazing tips chris thanks for that because you're a travel photographer i'm sure you must have visited a ton of places. What's your most favorite places to shoot? 
My most, my most favorite places are lost places, abandoned buildings, ghost towns, and all these kind of things. So I've been to a few ghost towns in California and in Nevada. I've been to Chernobyl, to a ghost town at the Russian border. And what I like about these places is, on one hand, the beauty of decay. So really to see how these things are get overgrown and are taken back by nature. I still remember one place that's actually in Germany and that you can legally visit, so I can uh, mention it here. That's called the Belitz Heilstätten. That's called in English the Belitz Sanatoriums. These are quite a few buildings that were used until the end of World War II as a hospital. And there was one building that was that had a huge forest that had grown in the past 70, 70 years. And I'm not talking about a few bushes, <laughs> really a forest <laughs> with trees that are several feet high. Usually the building should not be able to carry that weight, but it still does. And that is just such an amazing view. You can find it on my uh, blog, on my Flickr account. And this is what amazes me, how nature takes back those buildings, how they get overgrown. Yeah, that's just fantastic. And so whenever I can, I try to visit such uh, lost places and, uh, and uh, abandoned places with the necessary respect for the history of that places. Great. Tell us something about your Chernobyl visit. I've seen films about it. Is it still safe to visit right now? In general, lost places are sort of safe to visit and the same applies to Chernobyl. I've been there in 2016 or realized when we are in a place of higher radiation. And in terms of how it looks like, I don't know if you or your listeners have seen The Walking Dead, the TV show. And basically this place looks like it. It's, it was abandoned within one or two days and it looks like it has been preserved in time and it's totally empty. Wow. And what I first realized in there was the eerie silence. So there are, yeah, maybe you hear a bird now and there, but you don't hear that usual sound that you hear when you're in a city or nearby. There are no cars. Right. There is no noise from industry or something like that. It's really an eerie silence with all street signs that are partially broken down. And uh, yeah, it was definitely an experience of a lifetime. And um, yeah, I wouldn't want to miss that experience. And I plan to go back at some at some point. Amazing. I wish you luck and safe journey. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> One of the most interesting uh, things to me on the phone is just the amazing variety of apps that you know that are available right now for example my favorite app is snapseed which is what i encourage people to use because it's available both on android as well as the iphone and free and my latest favorite is the photoshop camera which is just those lenses that they have is quite it's quite interesting so i'm having lots of fun with that app but what's your favorite chris what's your top five when it comes to the apps for iphone and the camera apps and the photo editing apps i apply the same principle like i did when i switched to iphone photography so and that is i like to travel light so i limit myself to really very few few apps and when it comes to camera replacement apps my favorite camera app here is pro camera because you can adjust so many things if you need but you don't have to 
it has a few features found on, on professional DSLRs. Like you can adjust the ISO if you want to and the camera app picks the, the other parameters. So this priority mode, it comes with a few great features like automatic perspective correction. If you turn that on, you can shoot HDR. You can do anything with it that the iPhone hardware allows you to. And when it comes to photo editing apps, I mentioned a few already. My main app is Lightroom Mobile that I use on the iPhone and the iPad. And then I have two or three special apps and one of them is Touch Retouch. That's actually one of the first apps that I downloaded from the App Store when it was released. It's a great app for retouching photos, for removing unwanted objects. Then I use Superimpose if I need to work with layers and do photo compositions. And I'm also looking into Adobe Photoshop on iPad because I get that from my Lightroom subscription. And these are basically the apps that I recommend because I use them myself. Oh, and I forgot one and that's for taking long exposure photos. That is a slow shutter camera camera app. It's also an app that I've been using for years, almost ever since I turned to iPhone photography. It's a great app for taking long exposures like fireworks, photos at night, light trails, light painting if you're in, into that. So these are the apps that I rely on and that I that I use. Final question, Chris. If, so, if somebody who's just interested in using the iPhone or whatever make a model that they have, what will be your advice to them? The advice is actually two, uh, two part or twofold. The first one is familiarize yourself with the basic concepts of photography, with the basic rules. So that is like uh, the rule of thirds, uh, the exposure triangle, this basic stuff. Then to take your camera and go out and take photos as much as you can, as many as you can, and then try to criticize the photos yourself try to keep only the best ones try to delete the other ones and once you have taken your first 10,000 uh, photos with iPhone then go the next step and break the rules that you have learned try to do weird things strange things nobody has tried just experiment you don't have to buy any memory cards for using the iPhone as your camera you just have it so try it experiment with it and that's basically uh, my advice for people who want to get started with iPhone photography awesome Chris Thanks a lot for that really solid tips that you've given. Where can people find you and how can they reach you? Well, uh, since 2012, I run an iPhone photography blog uh, that's called nocamerabag.com, spelled together.com. And you can find me under the same handle on Twitter. So that's twitter.com slash nocamerabag. You can find me under the same handle on Instagram, instagram.com, nocamerabag.com. I have a photo portfolio site that's called nocamerabag.photos. But if you go to my blog, you can find links to all the other channels and websites where I publish photos, where I share tips. Thanks a lot, Craig. Chris, amazing talking to you. I've been waiting for this for quite some time and you really made my day. Thank you for having me and thanks for the invitation. It was fun and I enjoyed talking to, to you. Thank you, Chris, for coming on the show. My pleasure and honor to have you on this podcast. I hope you all liked this episode of Photo Country. As always, please do follow Photo Country on whatever listening platform you're on. Don't forget to share this episode with someone you know who likes photography. Catch you on the next episode. Till then, stay safe and keep clicking. This is Rajiv signing off. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.